Off the ball. Somebody says this is bizarre radio. Ice cream on a pancake. Tuna. <laughs> He's brought shame to the whole town, village where he lives. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. We're joined on the line now by Liam Griffin. Good morning, Liam. Guys, how are you? Thanks for patiently uh, standing by there as we chatted a bit about the uh, rugby. We I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Very we, good. Yeah. We w- I wanted to chat to you a little bit. We were paying attention. It was this day last week, I think, that the motion came up about uh, the possibility for clubs all over the country to uh, be mandated to field uh, hurling teams from under seven, I think, through to under tens. Uh, it got 35% uh, support at Congress, so uh, was rejected. Why do you think it came up short? I think it came up short for a few reasons. Uh, I, I I think at, con- at uh, convention generally, um, you know, unless it's a, a slam dunk, it's, it, it struggles. But the reason I think that it didn't get a little bit more um, was because the first 10 motions were deferred and the first motion taken was that motion. Now, for the first motion of Congress, people are not going to be very vociferous for a while unless something happens. And it was called uh, the the call and the count was was uh, was done before there was a debate, and I think it was worthy of a debate. And I think I don't know why the GA wouldn't want a debate on such a such a such an issue, because it, it was a very benign attempt to try and get hurling uh, to grow the game of hurling, and it's it's not widely known, but are not ex- well, it might be widely known, but hurling is one of the few games, uh, and the GA is parish rule. So if your if your team if your club doesn't have a hurling team, you actually can't play for anybody else, uh, and that's absolutely crazy. Because if you're playing rugby or soccer or ludo or darts, I don't care what it is, you can play, you can go to play, but we actually forbid you to play if you're not playing if your club doesn't have a hurling team. And I was concerned because I saw the Hallam uh, Sheffield University uh, brought out a, a, a they did a study on on, on Irish sport. And hurling, our native game, dropped out of the top 10. Uh, and that's absolutely crazy. Mm. Now, that's an issue for the GEA, and we're not tackling it properly, in my opinion. Uh, I'm not saying it's done out of evil uh, intent. It's we, We've bound ourselves up in rules that mean that we actually have sidelined hurling. And if you want to have good hurling, and if you want to have standards in hurling, you have to have grow the volume. And also... If you are from another county and you have a chance to learn hurling at an early age, because you won't learn hurling very, very well after you get past the age of 12 or 13. There are outliers, but you won't do it very well. So, And then if you go to live in another county that has hurling, you, you just can't play because you, you haven't had the skill set. So we're giving young kids a chance to play hurling. And I think young boys everywhere in the country and the island of Ireland should have the opportunity of playing hurling and shouldn't be barred from playing hurling by our own rules because it makes no sense. It's not good for us. And I think the fact that it was dropped out of the top 10 was the reason why I brought that motion forward. From the opposition's perspective, Liam, why do you think it was rejected, the motion? What was their motivation? I don't know, because why wouldn't you debate that? It's just saying, can we play a hurling and can we... Because... Don't forget, back in the 40s and the 50s and all through there in the 60s, we didn't have all this emphasis on coaching. We now have an awful lot of GPOs, our GPAs, all over the country. And we are now well equipped to try and take it on board within the, within the coaching framework. And, and we are in a position, therefore, to coach coaches in clubs if they wish to do it. 
So I think there's there's a feeling uh, uh, that people do think that people that think they can win an All Ireland senior football final or an All Ireland club football, uh, there's there's some clubs don't want hurling within there in case that deflects from what they want to do. But hurling is actually great training for football. Now, uh, you know, football is good for endurance training for hurling, but for eye hand coordination, for all of that that type of thing and the speed of the game, it has actually got a lot of merit even for football. And we didn't try to get controversial whereby we were bringing it up as far as competition level. So it's not even impeding competition. It's just to give children a chance to play the game of hurling in their own country. I mean, I said it before, I wasn't trying to be smart. Kate Middleton has got more training for hurling than some young boys in Ireland. And so also, I thought you got this guy from China. Uh, Muhammad Ali got a bit of uh, a few sticks. You know what I mean? So why, why, why cannot, if you have a child and you live in a county, why can't you play the game of hurling? Is- and that's the question that has to be answered by the GA. So, like, obviously, when you look at it at a senior level, um, there, you know, they, there are a very limited number of counties that can, whatever, but competing for an All Ireland, but compete at any sort of a tier A, tier B at senior hurling, and obviously this would have a knock on on that. What was the essence of your thinking about it, Liam? Is that was it to do with like getting, trying to get a hurl into the hands of kids as a national game? It's fallen outside the top ten, or was it to try and address the other, maybe uh, more Hollywood aspect to it? No, it wasn't. It was to try and get young, young. Like I played hurling from a young age, and I was in a football club, and Wexford were at their height when I was a young lad. I used to hurl against the wall and do all that. We had to give walkovers when I was uh, over the age of national school because a lot of us didn't go to secondary school. So I loved the game of hurling, and I also played a lot more football than I played hurling. And what I'm saying is, it's a special skill, and when you master it and you get very good at it, and you, your skill set comes along, it's very rewarding. It's just a, it's a great sport to be able to conquer. And uh, why shouldn't every young boy uh, and girl, separately, but I'm not representing Camogie, why shouldn't every young boy get it an opportunity to be able to play hurling? So we were saying, if you do have a football team and it's in a town, let's say, and you don't have a hurling team, well, you let your kids go to the nearest hurling uh, p- people who have some facility for hurling are, and you have only a handful of kids. You can, that means they can cross over from one club without losing their club status and they can still go back and play football for their own club. So it's not a very, very difficult thing to do. And that's a fact. Now, the, the other point is that we do think that this may come before the Games Committee. And the only good thing about the 35%, and by the way, without a debate, that was a serious amount of, uh, to get a 35%. Mm-hmm. Now, if we could get the debate and say, right, let's have an open debate on hurling. And I'm saying, start with the kids anyway. And let's, we've lost three years since I started on this. So we've three years lost. So the boy now that was nine is 12, and the boy that was 12, whatever, you know, it's, they're going up in age. So we're missing years as we do it. And hurling needs to, if it's outside the top 10, is that a crisis or for, a, for, a, for an organization? I think it is, because at the top end, we have between the age of 21 and 26 a 70% dropout in Gaelic football and a 60% dropout in hurling. So, like, at the top end and at the bottom end, we are actually, uh, you know, we're losing down, you know, we're, we're pressing down on the numbers playing when we need to grow the numbers. It was said a few years back that to produce one uh, serious player in, in Wimbledon, you'd have to have f- 5,000 players or f- something like that to get really up to that standard. So, What's wrong with trying to raise the amount of people who play the game and give them the satisfaction? And if they go to another county, suppose they go to Dublin to work, which a lot of young guys do, wouldn't it be nice to have a hurling skill step when you get there and you could play with another club? Yeah, well, there, I, I'm involved in one of the bigger Dublin clubs at a very uh, under sort of academy level, under sixes, and you see the kids that have a real... And and it's at that age, it's easy to kind of manage the 
both the hurling and the football because it's not really you're not doing any serious training it's like a run out on a Saturday morning but you can see the kids that are really embracing the hurling side of it are coming from houses from uh, that have parents from Galway or from Cork or from Kilkenny you can really see that it's the, um, the passion for it is, begins at home yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, I'm not saying this to be boastful. I spent over 20 years coaching kids and I absolutely loved it. And I, I ran my own leagues and things. And we had we brought in kids from all walks and creeds and came into play. And some of them played for Wexford eventually and two of them won our Ireland senior medals in the end. So like from 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 that point of view, you look at Tourine and I give Tourine game of the, uh, team of the year this year uh, because they don't have all the riches in Mayo. And I thought they put up a fantastic display in an All-Ireland Intermediate Final, which NACE won last year, by the way. And they struggled with their hurling. And it's a great credit to NACE that they could win an All-Ireland Intermediate uh, title. Turin were beaten. And in the last minute, it was four minutes extra time. And two and a half of those were taken off by something that's an illegal part of our game. That's the the Rooks. Mm. Rooks that have been formed in hurling. Now They're now actually doing the analysis on the Rooks, which is changing the shapes of the players. So from the Rooks' point of view... Uh, that was held up by two minutes or approximately or a minute and a half in the extra time, just throwing the ball back into a crowd again. That's not, that's not, that's not even legal. So Touring, I thought, were fantastic. So if they can do it and they can develop their hurling, and they are a hurling club, if they can do that with, with, without the kind of uh, infrastructure around them within their own county to play the game, that's an, a, a better achievement uh, than Limerick winning an Ireland final, to be quite honest. So... We need to actually see, as there are outliers out there that love the game of hurling that we could bring on, and why can't we start with the children? I want to know, not, not being dictate to dictate anybody, but why can't we have every young child exposed to the game of hurling? And why can't we remove the barriers? Well, one of the reasons, and I canvassed a couple of people during the week about from uh, traditional counties that would have done, would have inter-county careers in their coaching at a younger level. One of the reasons that was brought up was a time issue. So that it was very difficult to give equal quality time to kids at that age at both codes. Uh, I don't accept that. Uh, if you're training for hurling, you're actually training for football as well. Football is great for endurance in hurling. It's not great for uh, strength is, is in every club now. So you need endurance, strength and speed. Now, if you need endurance, strength and speed for all sports, hurling is very good for that. And I think that it's, it's, it would be an asset if it's managed properly. And it needs to be managed properly. But I'm still saying, why can't we give and expose every child and make a pathway that you could play hurling if you want to? No one's trying to force anyone into the field. And we're not interfering with anybody else's competitions if you start young. So are they afraid if you start young, they might stay playing it? So Yeah, know, I'd say. I'd say, I'd say you're, you've hit the nail on the head. Yeah, well, if that's the case, if you want to win a, a, a football championship in your own county at the price of not letting people play hurling, I don't think it's worth winning. Well, we, have a, we have a tiny country with massive sporting participation across a number of sports and people, they make decisions, don't they? I mean, like, I, I'm listening to you here, Liam, and it's, it's fascinating and so many people will be on board with you. But what's the alternative plan here? So the motion got rejected in Congress. How do you organically motivate increased hurling participation across the country? What's the next step? Well, you have to give people an opportunity to play it. First of all, do they have the opportunity? Is there a facility for them to go and play the game according? And if not, can they go to some other club? Because the parish rule uh, forbids you to play for another club. That's happened in, in, in several counties. So the, the reason that I would like to see it is to just give people a chance to learn to play the game because it's a very good game. And we, we are a national game. Hurling and football are our national sports. 
But we can't have uh, we can't can't call ourselves truly uh, national sports if we're not going to give every child in the nation a chance to play it. And we've got a responsibility as the GA to develop the game of hurling. And the the plan Uh, is to try and back channel it, Liam, and try and come at it from another direction. Is that the takeaway? Come at it from another direction, and then hopefully that leads on to some other directions as well and, and some other initiatives. But just let them let them let them play is what I'd say. Why not let them play the game? That's it. And I mean, why if they can go play rugby and soccer, and is it any wonder then that you'll be losing numbers at the bottom? And I'm just saying we can't afford to lose numbers at the bottom if we really want to develop the game. Yeah, it did strike me that as you were chatting there with James Kehl on the hurling pod during the week and he was saying that uh, hurling is an infinite more infinitely more skillful uh, sport than football, which he said had about four skills, and after that you'd be uh, you'd be well able to master it. Which I presume is yeah, well, you'd, you'd endorse. I, I I wouldn't endorse that either because it's not it's not us football or, or or hurling. It's both that the both should be cherished if you want to use a, a that metaphor uh, and actually try to spread it. And is the will there to spread the game of hurling? And is the will like really essentially as you've already said the All Ireland Championship. It's probably a misnomer. It should be a blitz of, of 12 teams at the, at the very top of the elite level, or a, and maybe a, bit, a blitz of eight teams or, or even 10 teams. Very simply, so, Liam. Like, sorry, go ahead. Let, let's, call, let's call it as it is. Very simply, Liam, are you positive about the future of hurling in Ireland? I'm, I'm, I'm positive about the future of hurling. You'll always feel the team, but that's not what it's all about. You know, if you want to have quality, you have to have the numbers. And the numbers that are playing hurling, uh, if the numbers keep diminishing and we keep falling out of the top 10, is it good that hurling should fall out of the top 10 or is it good that it should stay in the top 10 as the national sport? Now, if it stays in the top 10 and moves up into the top 10 further, you're growing the numbers. And that's going to grow the quality of the games that people are going to see 25 years from now. So you could argue there's lots of things that happen within the game at the moment that's making the game deteriorate. It's not as good as it used to be in certain areas. It's I'd love to play the modern game. But at the end of the day... Uh, if if you are going to have just to field the team, they'll always be fielding teams. But are they as good as they could be? Yeah. And yeah. are they are they are they actually being asked to aspire to a higher level by the quality of the people around them? We'll take it. The conversation isn't going anywhere, and definitely felt as if it was one worth having this morning. So Liam, thanks many for jumping on. Thank you. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. 